Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Southwest announces another service expansion for Sacramento, letting the good times roll seven days a week. And we have a warning about buying travel gift cards. <laughs> Sorry. It's your, it's your turn now. I know. I was, I was uh, dismayed by, are we okay there, Luis? No, we're not. I, I don't think your microphone, I think we, we, it's not plugged in or something. Okay. Let's, let's, oh my right. God. Let's go to this one. All right. The okay. One. Over okay. Here. Okay. All right. Hey, play the disclaimer again, would you? Can you do that? Okay, we're starting over, ladies and gentlemen. The following program is brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Yeah. Yeah. And the views and opinions may not necessarily <laughs> uh-uh. reflect the views and opinions of this station. No chance. Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Southwest announces another service expansion for Sacramento, letting the good times roll seven days a week. And we have a warning about buying travel gift cards. Okay, we make you a smarter traveler by uh, off to Hawaii at 3.20 today. Uh, is it safe to travel to the Big Island is the question, in spite of the volcano. What about other islands? Are they okay? Well, we take you right to the Big Island and talk to a tourism icon for an update. Want to know some cool things to do in and around our fair city? Steve LaRosa is here for the latest of, with the latest version. I couldn't do that when we practiced no, right either. No, uh, with the latest version of what's going on at 335. Steve's also going to share a few t- uh, tips in, uh, in, on his... Re- <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> All right, Steve's going to uh, share a few tips from his recent trip to Las Vegas and Zion National Park. Maybe we should just let you tell him... Uh, what you're going to do there, Steve. <laughs> At 3.50, we'll open up the phone lines. This is important. This is an important part yes. of the show. Plot we, development here. All right. At 3.50, we'll open the phone lines, folks, and take your calls to find out your favorite restaurant when, you, when you're traveling. You tell us your favorite, and the best tip wins a $50 Whole Foods gift card. Thanks for spending part of your Sunday with us. We've made it through the headlines, which is somewhat of a miracle at this point. Here to make you a smarter traveler, we are the Travel Guys. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again Looks like uh, it looks like we're all out of time here for the travel guys for today. We have uh, no travel news or any programming since we ate it all up with whatever that Trying was at the beginning of the show. The beginning of the show. Yeah, so, so much that, for. So, so with that being said, we'll see you next week at three. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there's our close. There's a close. All right, we are the travel guys. Oh, I, should I even? Should I even? Admit? This is why they don't let us on the air during the week. I know. You know, I've I've asked on more than one occasion uh-huh. to fill in for this for is, John McGinnis. Yeah, this is why they and, don't let us and, on the air. If anyone ever hears the beginning of this program, we're no, screwed. They'll we're never, never. No, we're lucky they even let us in here. Probably they're on their way over right now. It's to get only us. because we're underwritten by Sports Leisure 
vacations. Yes, way working. under yeah. Anyway, Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, we admit it. That's who we are. Yes. And uh, we're brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacation. Sorry about that. Uh, this broadcast is being recorded for quality control purposes. There you go. Anyway, well... Uh, Let's let's get it on. Mark, okay. uh, where have you been? What you been doing? I have been. I spent most of the week with a wonderful group of people up at a place called Skamania Lodge, which is a wonderful, uh, I'd say a mountain retreat, but it's not really in the mountains. It's a wonderful retreat in the Columbia River Gorge, about 50 miles from Portland. And we went exploring up there for a few days. It's a beautiful spot. This time of the year is a great time to go because the summer crowds aren't quite there yet. They're having, uh, they had a horrible fire in the gorge last year. So not everything is quite 100% open up there yet. So if you are, if you are a hiker, particularly, and you're going up to the Columbia River Gorge because there's all kinds of wonderful hiking trails and stuff, do your homework because not everything has opened back up up there yet they're going to be pretty crowded for the summertime if you're thinking about a trip you might wait till the fall Mm -hmm. but i'm now home for like three weeks and pretty happy about it it's been a long 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 road trip so i'm happy to be home awesome awesome well uh how about you you listen when i left we last left you you had this pigeon or eagle or something that was in your backyard <laughs> eagle huh yeah now it was a pigeon a couple people asked me this week on the trip who listened to the show they said yes. what about tom's bird well all right pigeon update here we go uh, when we left you last sunday uh i had been advised uh by terry gear guyer is actually how uh-huh. it's pronounced terry guyer who is the president of the northern california pigeon fanciers club and is a fancy pigeon uh, raiser. He he, he has a, a flock, 300 pigeons, in right. fact. Keeping in mind, it's only an hour show. Yes. Anyway, he gave me instructions on how to catch a pigeon. What you do is you wait until they roost. Mm-hmm. And this pigeon decided to roost in my gazebo, which uh-huh. made it real easy because he was like head high, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, on the Monday, uh, last Monday, uh, I snuck up like a panther uh-huh. behind this pigeon Pig- and snatched him right off the roost uh-huh. and put him in a, a little cage that I had acquired and uh, took him to Terry's uh, the, the following day. Took him to the pigeon person. Yes, he is a pigeon person. Boy, does he have a great uh, pigeon collection. He has uh, got exotic pigeons. So the so pigeon you'll know, is safe. Yes, and the pigeon that, that I had was what is known as a Turkish tumbler. Uh-huh. Now, you look up tumbler Pigeons, uh-huh. they do they do amazing Turkish tumblers. Tur- Turkish from the tumbler. pigeon person. Yes, I don't know what it was worth, but he got a free Turkish tumbler, and and more importantly, sounds I, like a drink it, that you would it's have. It's well taken for care of. I'll finish with this. When you go to the state fair uh-huh. this year, they have the fur and feathers exhibit uh, where the main buildings are in the middle of the fair, uh-huh. uh, and uh, he exhibits his pigeons there and. The Turkish tumbler from the uh-huh. Romano household, right. very good chance will be making an appearance. So the pigeon person with the Turkish tumbler yes. is at the what place now again? Fur the, and feathers. The fur at the and feathers. State fair this year. Turkish tumbler pigeon person. Look that up. Got Tum- it. Tumbler pigeons. Next is the travel news. You got anything about pigeons in the travel news? I got nothing for you. Okay, that's it. No more pigeon stories. Carnival Cruise Lines rolls out an enhanced casino program is what the headline says. And then it goes on to talk about, oh, a new dealer's choice offer and exclusive savings and on future cruises and complimentary drinks for qualified guests and invitation only 
Players Club events and win $100,000 wow. in cash and gifts on board. It sounds amazing. Yes. I have some wisdom for you. What? Never gamble on a cruise ship. Oh. Ever. Oh, no. If you have to gamble on a cruise ship, gamble on the first day or two of the cruise only. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots of reasons for this. If a cruise, if the cruise lines don't run the casinos. So an outside company runs the casino. They pay the cruise line a fee. They also have to make a profit. They also have to put people on board the ship, which, since they can't helicopter them off every night, have to stay on board the ship. They have to eat on the ship. They have to have accommodations on the ship. So all of this overhead goes into this casino operation, and then you're thinking that you're going to beat them. And I'm thinking there's not a chance. The only possibility is early in the cruise ship, it's good for them to have winners in the beginning mm-hmm. because then the people go on around the ship and go, oh, I won on the slot machines, I won on the slot machines, and then people go in and play. <laughs> but towards the end of the cruise, there's no reason for them to have winners. You're not coming back, so if you're angry that you lost your money, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just telling you, don't gamble on cruise ships. But, but what if you're going on a cruise to gamble? Don't gamble <laughs> on cruise ships. Go well, on okay. shore and gamble. Your chances of being a winner on a cruise ship, and then somebody's going to say, oh, but I won $700 on it. You know, and the other thing is, how much did you have of that 700 at the end of the week or the two weeks? Yeah. And do you know anybody else who's ever won any money? And gamblers are big liars. That's the other thing. Um, it's about to get easier for Sacramento's to fly to New Orleans and the Caribbean. What you what was a once a week flight to New Orleans, yes, to Nolens, is now going to be seven days a week starting in November. So, and it's a great great time to fly. It leaves here at twenty minutes to eleven in the morning. The return is at five thirty in the afternoon. So it's terrific," said the man who owns a tour company. Uh, for folks like us, um, seven days a week, and then there's a flight, to, a new flight to Houston on Sunday afternoons. So ways to connect to Latin America and other parts of the country. Uh, lots of good things happening out at our airport. Disneyland has announced their plans and their dates for Halloween. If you are a person who likes the Disneyland thing, yes, Tom's hand goes do up. Do the Halloween thing, done it in Anaheim, did it past in October in, uh, in Florida. Starts September 7th, runs through Halloween night. Um, talking about all kinds of great things going on at both California theme parks at Disneyland and at Disneyland's California Adventure. So this sounds like great fun if you're a Disneyland fan. We mentioned in the headlines about buying travel gift cards. Mm -hmm. There are lots of places online where you can buy, where there's a secondary market in gift cards. Really? Uh, You had a gift card, Tom. You didn't want to use your $50 gift card, so they offered you 30 bucks for it, so you took it. Now they turn around and sell it to somebody for 40 bucks who buys a $50 card for $40 and thinks they're getting a deal. The company that does the, the transaction pockets the difference. The only problem is that when you get into these secondary gift cards, there appear to be a lot of problems. When you go to the websites of the companies that do this, the, the most recent one I've come across is called raise.com. Um, you, you find that they have a lot of customer, complaint, customer complaints. If you look at their record with a Better Business Bureau, you find the same thing. So there obviously are a lot of issues with these secondary gift cards. My wisdom to you is that you may be saving 10 or 15% on a gift card when you're buying it in a, in a secondary situation, but it's really not worth the potential hassle. Um, this appears to be happening a lot more with travel gift cards. There seems to be a lot more fraud and stuff than anywhere else. So just be careful if you're buying gift cards, particularly travel gift cards, on the secondary market. We are into June. 
June is Pride Month on our website at TravelGuysRadio.com. You can find a, a list of Pride events for the LGBT community. Um, Pride happens all over the country, in fact, all over the world in the month of June, and we have a list there of a lot of the special events that are happening in all around the country. United has a brand new private terminal at LAX. It'll only cost you, Tom, $1,250 to use it. Unless you're on an international flight, then it'll cost you $1,500 to use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a private suite. It's, uh, you have your own shower. You have your own private check-in. They will take you on the tarmac in your own private car. So it's really mostly for the Hollywood types who are trying to avoid paparazzi and the general public and stuff like that. Yeah, our guest later, Steve LaRosa. Uh, Steve LaRosa. It's, it's up right up his alley. Perfect example. Yeah. Steve would be a guy who absolutely would want uh, something like that. Uh, our good buddy Chris Elliott's column in the Sacramento Bee today, I kind of noticed, um, talks about buying tickets from Detroit to Puerto Vallarta. Steve's column appears in the travel section of the B every week. And, oh, what, look what's on the bottom of that same page. There's an advertisement from oh, yeah. Sports Leisure Sports Vacations. Sports Leisure somebody, yeah. There you go. And that is, well, I got some other things here. Uh, Music Circus is doing their casting call for the whole summer. I know that's not really travel, but they are a guest on this program from time to time. And I think that is your travel news for today. There you go. Travelguys at radio.com if you'd like to follow along with the show. And remember, let's see here. Don't buy travel gift cards secondhand and don't gamble on a cruise ship. See, you betcha. I got something out of the travel news. Go. All right. Let's see. Uh, coming up, thinking about going to the big island. I know I am. Been waiting patiently for Southwest to pull the trigger so I can take advantage of my uh, my companion Flies free, mm-hmm. pass, uh, so we're waiting for that. But in the meantime, is it a good and safe place to go? Coming up, we're going to talk to somebody right there on the Big Island next here on the Travel Guys and get the scoop. We are the Travel Guys, Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. It's a wonderful Sunday, uh, and we've been promising to keep you up to date on what's going on in Hawaii and how the volcano is affecting travel there. We had uh, some stuff last week. Uh, we talked about what the governor had to say and that encouraging people to come and travel to the islands. And, Mark, you've lined us up with someone you've known for a while over on the Big Island. Why don't you introduce and we'll get started with making people smarter travelers in regards to traveling to Hawaii during a volcano. Go ahead. Well, my friend Jim Redicop is uh, from Hawaiian Vanilla is on the Big Island. He lives there with his family and conducts business there and welcomes tourists on a regular basis. So uh, he's kind of got all the irons in the fire here. He's got a family. He's got a business. Uh, he's on the Big Island. So, Jim, welcome to the Travel Guys. And let me just start out by asking you, you know, how is the volcano impacting your business and your family? All right. Well, aloha. Um, yeah, we, we're, to give you an idea of where we're located on the Big Island, we're actually about 55 miles from the actual eruption. We're on the slopes of Mauna Kea, and the Big Island's made up of four very, very large volcanoes. So um, the, the impact to, to our business and to our area, um, we've actually increased business because Volcano National Park is closed. So... Um, actually very busy um we do about twenty thousand people a year here to the farm but you know people are still coming to the big island 
they're, they're looking for things to do other than Volcano National Park. Um, we are not affected by the volcano eruption in Kilauea uh, in a way that uh, of any harm. I mean, we feel the earthquakes. Uh, yesterday there was a 4.9, and you, we actually really can't feel them. We um, we see pots and pans moving, and then we we realize oh, there's an earthquake. Um, but most of the people that live here, 95% of all the people that live here, are functioning and conducting business as usual. So people who live on the island, particularly the big island, are not running for cover necessarily, unless, of course, they're in that small impacted area. Um, Jim, what would you tell a visitor who perhaps has, I have some friends who have a visit planned to the big island in October, and they're getting a little squeamish about, gee, should we plan to go to a different island, or are we okay with staying where we are? What would you tell somebody who was sitting on a reservation that's several months out in the future? Yeah. Well, interesting, because we watched the news reports coming out. I think Hawaii was a little late to, to the ball game to start telling people we're all OK. You know, when the news gets a hold of it, they make it seem like our entire island is covered with lava. Um, the size of the eruption and the damage um, is about five times um, of Central Park in in New York City. It's about 10 miles. I mean, we're 4000 square miles uh, large, so we're twice as big as all the other islands put together, and so um, you know if you're coming to the Big Island, um, you're not going to Volcano National Park. Uh, they've kept that close for a reason, um, and it's really just park safety. You know, so people are still coming. I, I would recommend they still come. I mean, we have 11 out of the 13 um, geological arenas where you have rainforests and dry deserts. And I mean, we have everything here. So there's still a, a ton to see uh, when you visit the Big Island. And yeah, like like all of the, the visitors bureaus are saying, we're still open and we're, we're still open for business. And we're actually busier than ever based on the park being closed and everybody's coming to, to all these other businesses that are enjoying the, the business. Wow, it sounds uh, really neat. So it sounds like my friends probably at the uh, Seahorse Ranch and uh, mm-hmm. down in Kona and stuff like that are probably probably doing well so far. How are things up at Hawaiian Vanilla? Tell us a little bit about uh, what goes on in your neck of the woods these days. Usually this time of the year we're we're going on trips and vacationing, but because it's so busy, we're not. <laughs> so we do have our luncheon experience and farm tours, and and we've been doing that for 20 years. Uh, and we're selling out usually a week or two in advance because we only take a you know a handful of people, maybe 20 people a day, so we can love on them and and show them what we do and welcome them like family. But you know, we're growing. We're actually putting in a distillery here uh, real soon. So we're going to start doing some some vanilla rums and whiskeys and that sort of thing. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a project that keeps moving forward, and every day is a new day. Jim, let me uh, jump in real quick. We, before we started the interview, you mentioned something about, uh, you know, the, the VOG or the, you know, the residue of an of, right. of erupting volcano and which way it travels and where it goes. And, and in fact, uh, people have actually gotten some uh, sediment uh, all the way over to Guam. What about the other islands and which way is the wind blowing? Uh, tell us a little bit of something about that. Yeah, so we typically get something um, called the trade winds. It's it's consistent where it blows from north to south. You know, where we live on the big island, our whole side of the island, we don't ever very rarely see any fog. Uh, and like I had mentioned, the, the 
um, VOG or the emission that's coming out of the summit of Kilauea, I mean, it's it's been going on for years. This eruption itself has been over 35 years that it's been erupting. But as that um, has increased lately because of the volcanic eruptions and the earthquakes and all the rumbling that's going on, the plume that's coming out of um, Kilauea, which is actually the core of it, it's at Halemaumau, where the observatory is, where Volcano National Park is, which is closed, um, it's, it's recently died down. As of two days ago, the plume has stopped, and their concerns um, are that you know lo- uh, uh, the original crater size was about nine miles wide. Now it's about a hundred miles wide. It's a huge crater right now, and they feel that a lot of the wall of the crater has fallen back in, and um, they don't. They really don't know. You know, when we as locals listen to um, the volcanologists, I guess you call them that. Uh, people call them that. They keep speculating what's going to happen, but they don't really know. They've never seen activity like this since the, the like, 40s. And so, you know, everybody listens to what they're going to say and, and, and you know, reacts to it. Anyway, the, that plume has stopped, but it went up 10,000, 20,000 feet into the air. It actually travels along the island chain, past Maui, past Oahu, and then, like I said, it's even they're even getting some of it in Guam. Um, for people that uh, have a difficult time breathing, um, any kind of you know respiratory issues, or or um, you know their eyes, they'll sometimes get a little bit of um, uh, irritation in their eyes. It's not like there's thousands of people, you know, perishing from this at all. Everybody is living and functioning um, like we always have been, even prior to the eruption. So uh, the VOG has always been there, and it goes up pretty high in the air. You know, we don't see much of it. Yeah, so it, it is visible, but it's not damaging anything. One of the best things that you could do to treat yourself if you're in the islands, particularly if you're on the big island of Hawaii, is head up to Hawaiian Vanilla and enjoy lunch with Jim and his family up there. Uh, People look for authentic experiences when they are traveling, and dare I say, one of the most authentic experiences that you could possibly have awaits you on the big island at Hawaiian Vanilla. Jim, thanks for taking a little bit of time to help us understand this in the uh, the eyes of a local, so to speak, and uh, Good luck to you for the rest of the season at Hawaiian Vanilla. Well, thank you very much for having me. And to all you listeners, we look forward to spoiling you when you come to the Big Island. Aloha. Aloha, and boy, I can hardly wait. Come on, Southwest, get it on. Jim is one of my favorite people. If you, you go to the islands, you if you go to the Big Island, you have to go to Hawaiian you, Vanilla. You do that, don't you, with we the do, sports with leisure vacationers? But there's a link at TravelGuysRadio.com. There are a lot of links at TravelGuysRadio.com this week. We have, you know, there's always things there that we don't talk about on the air. So uh, it's a good place to go. Plus, on the top of the website, you can get you can sign up for the podcast. Steve LaRosa is going to join us after the news. And then after Steve is here, you're going to have a chance to win a Whole Foods gift card by telling us your favorite restaurant when you're traveling. We are the Travel Guys. 
Hey, by the way, uh, James Taylor was he in town last night? Uh, was he? Uh, yeah, he's in the golden one here in the last oh, couple of days. Oh, wow. We are the Travel Guys, Mark Hoffman and Sam Romano, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to go to TravelGuysRadio.com. Lots and lots of really good stuff, as Mark mentioned a while ago, uh, on our website, besides the things that we got to talk about today. Well, all right, as we promised, Steve LaRosa in-house, and it's time for What's Going On. All right, Steve, welcome to the radio show, my friend. Well, it's great to be back, you guys. Uh, A lot of stuff uh, for you today, and uh, let me start off by saying, hello, it's me. See what I did there? Oh, no. (laughs) You want to... Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Jump yeah, that's, in. yeah it, it's you, you, know, you I, have to you can't be like under 40 or you wouldn't have any idea what well, you're we'll talking about. Well, go ahead about. and do that again. Yeah. Hello, it's me. It's I thought about you for a long long time. <laughs> okay. I don't know the next line. I, 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 <laughs> you, you I talk, do, but I don't remember it. Has to be Todd Rundgren. It Rundgren. Is. You know yes. Todd Rundgren, uh I guess uh, you must be talking about him because he's going to be going on. Uh he played most of the if not all the instruments. And are all the vocals on uh, on that big album, uh, the Hello, It's Me album, just so you'll know. Okay, a little trivia there. That's right, you guys. Tomorrow, June 4th, Todd, Rundgren, Todd Rundgren's Utopia. Easy for you to say. Yeah. That's going to be at the Crest, uh, 730. And that's tomorrow night. And the tickets, you can get them at sblentertainment.com. That's sblentertainment.com. Cool, cool. That's right. We're uh, we're uh, cruising across town for the cruise around the world 13th an- 13th annual cookoff and fundraiser. That's going to be Wednesday, June 20th from 5 to 8 p.m. and it, this this benefits the Del Oro Caregiver Resource Center, you guys. And uh, they raise funds to support and improve the well-being of family caregivers through a variety of services. What's a cookoff? Well, okay, so what they're going to do is they're going to have chefs competing they're ah, going to okay. th- put together dishes and the interesting thing about this is a lot of the chefs are going to be chefs from assisted living facilities as well as other chefs in the community and so you go there and and so you get a chance to you buy a ticket you get a chance to sample some of the yeah. things that the chefs create all right exactly. that's a great idea and that's going to be taking place at the divine savior catholic church 9079 greenback lane in orangevale and for tickets, you can call 916-728-9333. That's the Del Oro offices. That's 916-728-9333. And now we are off to Woodland. Okay, I think wait we're Wait a go- minute, wait go- a minute, wait a minute. What does that have to do with Woodland? I think we're going horseback to Woodland. Oh, I see. We're riding our horses. That's up to, to Luis. I leave it in his... <laughs> a few french fries short of a Happy Meal over there, LaRosa says. Yeah. <laughs> and why are we going to Woodland? It's for Mania, the live Beatles experience. That's right, you guys. One of the many Beatles tribute shows out there. Anybody want to jump in on that? Uh, Okay, I'll continue. Okay. (laughs) That's going to be this Saturday, this Saturday, June 9th, 730, at the Woodland Opera House. You can get tickets at woodlandoperahouse.org. You guys ever been to the Woodland Opera House? I I have, have, yes. Mark has. Pretty spectacular. uh, It really is. People would be 
floored that in in I mean I don't want to say anything well that doesn't sound right uh, that in Woodland there would be this building that it looks fairly nondescript on the outside but it's really when you call it the Woodland Opera House and you go inside it really is a pretty spectacular opera house right in downtown Woodland yeah and great elevation in the seats and really not oh a bad yeah seat. great place to to watch a, a a show or a concert or something like that absolutely small facility yes sir. By the way, starting starting next week on KFBK, mm-hmm. the Travel Guys Tribute Show will be airing <laughs> for the first time at 4.30 a.m. So uh, so you're going to have a fake Travel Guys oh, group yeah, yeah, come tri- in here? Oh, yeah, tribute show, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the Beatles tribute thing? We've speaking reached that Speaking of status. which. Speaking of which. Ask me where I was a couple of weeks where ago. Where were you a couple of weeks ago, Steve? Well, uh... On the way back from another trip... We'll Traveling, I hope, since tra- this is a travel show. Exactly. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about part two, but part one is, I went to the uh, Beatles Love Show at the Mirage in Las Vegas. You know, okay. I've wanted to see that. It, I don't know why. Uh, as many times as I get to Vegas a year, which is way too many, uh, we catch a lot of shows, and every time, I don't know, Let's. I don't know if I want to do that one yet, and it, encourage me. Tell me about it. How uh, was it? I will honestly say... One of the greatest man-made experiences I've ever seen. It was spectacular. I'm not kidding. It was really good. And and there was like nostalgia bombardment every five <laughs> seconds. You know, it it was a visual and audio. Um, uh, it was it it was extraordinary. I mean, th- th- you'd have uh, film running on the screens. You have acrobats. You have dancers. It, it was just. It was incredible. Well, they always do uh, the shows in Vegas up uh, big time, you know, bigger than life. Uh, I've seen the O. We've seen uh, a number. They use do they they use water? There's always water somewhere in in, in a Vegas show somewhere. A, a Beatles re- show with water? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't remember water. No, no water this there time. There was confetti. Wasn't okay. the wasn't rain one of the tributes? Tri- Beatles tribute shows for many years was called rain i do believe that's it. correct it what do we rain got for him bob something nothing <laughs> like you that. know speaking of vegas speaking I of been there in like 25 years you were in las vegas and it, you went when you were yes when you hadn't been there for 25 years you were about to say something i was really, about to say uh, walk it was walking down the street with you know the the loudspeakers at every hotel it was uh, like it was like blade runner only a lot cheesier than than blade runner it yeah was, and you, if you don't want to pay for a show, mm-hmm. walk down the sidewalk in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's better, way better than Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. The Giants just won their fourth game in a row by beating the Phillies. Um, you know, we just we throw in those little tidbits from time to time. There here. you go. So you, went, you were in Las Vegas, and you went down there because you were going out to the National Park, out to Zion, right? We went to Zion. We went to Bryce. We went to the slots in Antelope Canyon. This, yes, the Antelope Canyon. That's an incredible place by Lake Powell, a place that many people overlook. And because of that, it's a great place to go. Yeah, now we stayed in Springdale, and I would recommend you stay in Springdale, which is just outside Zion. Don't stay in St. George. Springdale was full of charm, and it was closer to the park. Mm -hmm. St. George was like a bowl of bland oatmeal. Any traffic or crowding? Well, it's a Mormon town. Any any traffic or crowding issues or anything like that? It was, we were there in uh, early May. And it was a breeze. Uh-huh. We never had to wait for a second shuttle because one was too full. It was, and the nice thing is, if you stay in um, in Springdale, 
you walk across the street from your hotel, and there's the bus stop. Hop on, you go into the park. This is really kind of important because we Scott Angeletti was here a few weeks ago talking about visiting Zion National Park and and about the importance of going on the shoulder seasons because Zion has become just, it's one of the most, it's become the Yellowstone practically in terms of the numbers of people who get there because you can get there from Las Vegas. It's a day trip from Las Vegas. So a lot of people go to Zion and uh, an increasing number of tourists and stuff. So going in a shoulder season to Southern Utah is incredibly important in terms of the quality of the experience. And and you're kind of, you're kind of proving that by saying, well, I went in May, you know, I didn't have to wait in line for the shuttle bus. It was easy to get around. and uh, the shoulder season dates would be? Well, the shoulder season dates would be up until right about now um, as school gets out yeah. and the kids start populating. The You know, kids are wonderful, but um, I'd rather not have them all underfoot when I'm there. Um, so it's if you have children and you have to travel when the kids are out of school, why then good for you and uh, have a great time. But I don't have to necessarily be there at the same time. So up until, I would say, the second week of June. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to find in a lot of places that September and early October are just as busy as the summertime, although you get fewer families, more adults. Now, uh, I would recommend Bryce over Zion. And it's it's an hour and a half, two-hour drive from Mm -hmm. Springdale, for instance. But the hoodoos, you've seen the hoodoos before. Incredible. It's a geological wonderland, this place. But... Same same thing in terms of Antelope Canyon, a couple hours drive, but the slots, you've all seen pictures of the slots. It's these, you can walk through these narrow canyon walls and extend both hands and in many cases touch both sides of the walls. Yes, go in the off-season, but also check the weather because if it's... Uh, going to be a rainy day. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. You don't <laughs> want to be caught in slot canyons, yes. Because yeah. those narrow canyons, the water comes in there really quickly. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. A lot it, of flood potential. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It, I've seen video where it's shooting up like a 60-foot slot. It's yep. shooting up through the top. And um, I asked the guide, I said, um, what do you do in case of a quick emergency? He said, we have guys at both ends of the slot, and they come into the middle and then have people exit not one direction, but out in case of an emergency. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's really serious. But they're beautiful. If you, and Lake Powell is truly a cruise on Lake Powell. Um, don't rent a houseboat unless you know what houseboats are like, because how, renting a houseboat is not as easy as it sounds like. But uh, Lake Powell is a, is a beautiful place. Southern Utah there, I agree with you. Bryce Canyon is well worth the extra drive from Zion National Park. But if you're ever in Zion or Bryce, get up early in the morning, If even if you're not a morning person. Get up early in the morning before the rest of the people get up and go out and enjoy the park by yourself. Get up mm. six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. Go out and watch the sunrise. Put on a jacket. Go out and watch the sunrise. Uh, I'm not a morning guy, but that's that's really is the, a great way to enjoy the parks. I would think it would be pretty spooky. Steve-O, thank you for all of those great ideas. Todd Rundgren, there's a cook-off uh, Beatles show up at the Woodland Opera House. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you very much. Great to be back. All right, we are the Travel Guys, and as we promised at the beginning of the program, we are going to, would like you to give us a call and tell us about your dining experiences, particularly when you travel. Yeah, when you're on the road, you must have a favorite place that you like to eat. It could be a chain restaurant, 
or maybe you're a little more creative. Maybe you have a special spot, like I have Gallagher's north of Times Square in New York City is a great place to get a steak. It's an expensive place to get a steak, so I don't go there often. Where's the special place that you eat that you would like to share with all the Travel Guys listeners? We have a $50 uh Whole Foods gift card to give away to the person whose tip is determined by our staff here to be the best. Call us now at 916-927-1530 or 1-800-834-1530, and we'll get you on the air, and we'll listen to your dining trips tips right after this. Okay, one of the first rules of radio yeah, uh, when you're asking people to call in is give them the right number to call in on. Okay. So, the numbers <laughs> to call in are 916-921-1530 and 800-834-1530. We're looking for dining experiences, a place that you love to eat when you're traveling. 921-1530, 800-834-1530. I may have blown this completely now since we're... Down to just eight minutes, but we'll see here. We may still get some callers. Now that we got the phone line right, La Rosa, you just went on the road. You're a traveling man. So oh, what's God. your favorite place to eat when you're on the road? Uh, going down 99, the Giant Orange. Really? Oh, yeah, the old Giant Orange. Is there still one of those left? No, there aren't. I, you I sure? Was, I pulled that out of my hat. Mm-hmm. I No, I don't think there are any left. Well, you know what? Honestly, uh-huh. there's a Giant Orange on Howe Avenue. There's a giant orange on Howe yeah, Avenue. There is. There is. There, yeah. Oh, it's not the old. Yeah. Okay. So, so you must be really exciting to travel with, <laughs> since your favorite place to eat is is yes, Mr. Romano. Did Are you, you going to go ahead and ask me, uh, Mr. Romano? Do you have a favorite place that you like to eat when you travel? I do. And uh, you if know, you say Applebee's, I'm going to no, 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 slap no. You. you know, I, I, my, I like to eat at uh, places that are unique to the destinations I go to. Okay. okay. Rather than the chain restaurants and so forth. And because I travel a lot to San Antonio, uh-huh. there is uh, there's a couple of places. One is uh, it, relatively new. It's called the Rustic. Okay. Uh, and they have the most incredible brunch. So it's either Saturday or Sunday if, you, if you're there. The Rustic. Yeah, look it up. It's in the... It's in What's the, your favorite thing to eat at the Rustic? Brunch. Uh, well, I like the brunch. The brunch is... It's not a thing. But it's I mean, is there things. something... You know, sometimes they have Eggs Benedict or... Well, the, you know, the brunch is, uh, is, is a combination of several things. When you order brunch, it comes with... Uh, uh, well, like these, oddly enough, a, a special uh, Mexican chicken fingers. It has uh, a quiche that you have. Mexican has, chicken fingers. It has little mini donuts that come. Uh, that come. With... Let me see if our listeners have any more creative uh, okay. ideas. But anyway, than Mexican go to the rustic in San Antonio. The rustic. Okay. Uh, Tell Amber, them I Amber, Amber in Lincoln has an idea of a place to eat. Amber, welcome to the Travel Guys. Thank you so much. I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Where, where, where would you take us to eat, Amber? I would take you to Ruth Chris, whether you're in a hurry or whether you want to sit down and have a nice meal. A little secret, just, well, it's not going to be little anymore, is that you can go in there between 4 and 5, and they will actually give you the happy hour food to go, which means you can get their incredible steak sandwiches, which were made with filet mignon, and their crab beignets, and all of this wonderful value-priced food to go. 
Ooh, wow. Value right. priced food at Ruth Chris Amber. Mm-hmm. That is I know. Yeah. That's uh, and it, it is it, it is a chain, but it's a selective chain and I've I've only, I've eaten probably four or five times at Ruth Chris. I'd like to eat there more often, mm-hmm. but there's this thing about money. Um and but always, 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 always a good meal. All right, hold hold on, put Amber on hold there. Let's see what Dennis in Roseville. Dennis has a, a favorite place to eat. What do you think, Dennis? I say Poor Reds up in Shingle Springs. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I recently visited there. They they did a, a remodel or whatever and reopened and uh, had their famous uh, what's it called, the Golden Cadillac. Golden Cadillac, Galliano. Have, have you been going there, there a long time? 40, Forty-five years. Forty-five years. All right. And besides the Golden Cadillac, what would you recommend to folks who have never been to Poor Reds to eat before? What would you tell them to order? I would go with either the chicken or the ribs. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Either the chicken or the ribs. Tom, right. have pull, you got a recommendation? Pull pork, pull pork sandwich. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's good. Too. Ribs. Uh, to Steve says, see, everybody around, Dennis, everybody around here has, 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 has heard of poor reds. That's an excellent recommendation. All right, let's put Dennis on hold here. Let's go to Susan. Uh, Susan, you have an idea of a great place to eat when you're traveling. Yes, when we travel north on I-5 to visit relatives in Shasta County, uh-huh. we we always go to the Cottonwood Stockyard Restaurant. It's um, the old ranchers used to go there. There's branding marks on the ceiling around the top of old ranches and new ranches. And you they say, did you say that's up in Cottonwood? In Cottonwood, oh, yes. yeah. Bedlock, Anderson, and Redding. Sure, and sure. I have an aunt that lives up there. The yeah, co- so the Cotton the Cottonwood Stockyards, huh? Yeah, I think it's called the Branding Iron Restaurant. Okay, the Branding Iron. And what would you recommend, Susan, at the Branding Iron? Oh, I like their biscuits and gravy. I like their uh, hash browns and potatoes. They have a lot of good breakfast items. They have dinner also, but our family likes to meet there for breakfast. Ah, okay. All right. Put Susan on hold there. Let's get what. Let's see if we can get one more here. Greg in, in Plymouth has a great place to eat on the road. Greg, welcome to the Travel Guys. Whale Harbor Inn in Isla Morada, Florida, down in the Keys. Best selection of seafood. It's incredible. The Whale Harbor Inn in Isla Morada, which is on the, down in the Keys, as you're on your way between Key Largo and Key West. It is. Yeah, and not and and, and that reminds me, the Fish House in Key Largo is another good place. Uh, Greg has has reminded me now that he's gotten me to Florida. What would you recommend there, uh, Greg, at the Whale Harbor Inn? Well, it's the best seafood buffet in the country. Uh, probably 15 or 20 foot long table of crab. The same thing for shrimp. The same thing. I mean, just don't start out wow. with a salad. Ignore the salad bar. Go for the seafood. <laughs> Is it an all you can eat sort of place? It's an all you can eat. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. All right, put uh, put Greg on on. Hold. What do you, Tom? Have, yes. have you, uh, the two of you, uh, you're heading on I-5 towards L.A. I don't know how many times you've made that trip. Uh, Anderson Split P. Yes. Have you ever stopped there along uh, the way? It's, it's a regular stop of sports leisure travelers. Want to know why? 
They have a great gift shop and yes. huge restrooms. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, and it, it's a really unique, and they have a lot of choices. And, of course, they're famous for their, their split pea soup. Now, if you're not a split pea soup person, there's lots of other stuff. But uh, I am, and uh, it's the best. But they still they have an excellent an excellent menu. Why don't we? Um, we've we got a couple minutes here. Um, why don't we? We had four callers there. Um, Luis, if you can, if you can get contact information for all of them, um, let's just send them. We'll give everybody a twenty five dollar Whole Foods gift certificate who took the time to call in here and share. We'll have to do this again sometime, I think, and talk about people's favorite places to eat because I mean. Th- some of those were were close by places. The the stockyards in Cottonwood that sounds that sounds kind of cool. The branding iron, and Greg, a place down in the in in Key West is uh, or down in the in the Florida Keys. Yes, yeah, you you uh, travel down that area with your uh, sports leisure vacationers. Well, the, You're gonna have to check that out. The fish house in Key Largo is a great place. Uh, you get down to Key West. Uh, Antonia's is a great Italian restaurant. Uh, down there, it's I'm you know I'm not a gourmet food guy. I'm a comfort food guy. So give me when when he's talking about places with great biscuits and gravy, then that's that's yeah. the kind of place you know <laughs> immediately that gets my attention. When she said that the, the branding iron had ba- great biscuits and gravy and great hash browns. Do you know a restaurant with great hash browns is generally a great restaurant? A restaurant with hash browns that have been on the grill for an hour and a half, and they just flip them over and then put them on your plate. Not so much. <laughs> um, there yes. you go. Uh, up uh, 40, uh, old Highway 40 uh, in Loomis. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, High Hand Nursery, but a short jaunt past High Hand Nursery is the Valencia Club. Wow, okay. They do uh, barbecues on weekends, and it's a big old uh, biker stop or... Uh, it's a great place. Steve, thanks for coming in today and updating us on what's going on around town. Uh, thanks, Tom, for your assistance today. Thanks to all of our listeners who called in. If you're on the line, hang on, and Luis will get to you and get some information so we can send you a, a prize. We will be here next Sunday at 3 o'clock. You can find everything that we talk about at TravelGuysRadio.com. Dance like nobody's watching. See you next time, my friends. Stay well. <laughs>